Everybody, welcome to episode 267 of Up for Discussion, the emotionally honest comedy podcast where we take your questions and dish out hot truths and tasty goofs. This is episode seven of our food series, Munch Madness, which means today we're going to find out the winners of our semifinals uh, in our tournament bracket. And of course, later we're going to hear from our guest, Quincy Narine, about what he's been doing to stay fed during the quarantine uh obviously our format is a little different these days because as you know we have to you know limit the amount of time we spend out of our houses and that means that all of my co-hosts can't come into the studio so i'm alone in studio today again but i'm not alone in your ears or in your hearts dear listener because of course i'm joined over the phone by my favorite boy david hall hello that's me we haven't heard from you since the uh I mean, we've heard from you in real life. We haven't heard from you on the show since this all went down. How are you feeling about it? Uh, slowly going insane, but doing my best to stay sane. Mm, yeah, that's fair. Want to wanna elaborate on that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, it's just that, see, I, the, it's such a weird difference because like, not too long ago, I was employed for, unemployed for a couple of months and would do nothing at home. And it was fine. <laughs> And then all of a sudden doing nothing at home is just like, this sucks. Right. This is the worst thing. Why does this suck so much? Why is this so mentally straining? And it's so hard to figure out exactly why. I think it's just the circumstances are different and that therefore it's like if you're going to be home because you're unemployed and you're just going about your business, then it's like, okay, this is how this goes. But now it's like, no, someone's told me to stay home and now I'm staying home and now it's like I want nothing more to then just go outside and do stuff right no I get that the the sort of forced isolation of it is is weird yeah it's like it's fine to play Animal Crossing for eight hours a day if you choose to (laughs) it's weird to do it because the government says you absolutely have to pay a raccoon your rent (laughs) but you should be staying home it is good that you are still home yeah yeah, I think so. Um, before we totally dive into the show, uh, we do want to take a second to acknowledge that the studio where we record is situated within traditional unsurrendered territory of the Ganyangahavka First Nations. Um, this land is stolen land. We need to remember that even when we don't get to go outside and and take advantage of it. Uh, <laughs> I think it's really important, uh, especially now, to keep in mind that, like, for us, for for, like especially for white settlers in North America, it feels like this is like an apocalypse almost. And I think it's really important for us to remember that like we did this shit to them first a long time ago. And uh, yeah. So while you're, you know, staying home and social distancing and isolating, maybe do some research into uh, what sort of indigenous charities you can be donating to or, do a little bit of reading on allyship and kind of figure out how to do your part or just checking in with your indigenous friend and see how they're doing because their situation is probably different than yours right now mm-hmm. yeah exactly so uh yeah that being said um 
it's it's weird doing it's weird doing this show during during <laughs> global pandemic. I feel like I'm so used to this show being really like light and silly, even when we're talking about heavy stuff. But now there's this like this blanket of heaviness over everything that we're talking about. And we're in the middle of a really silly series. And it's like, this series can't be as silly as it normally would be because our context is not as silly as it usually is. But I think that that gives us an opportunity to be even more silly because that's what people need right now. Because they're bombarded by the the news and the they know the context of the situation they know that there's a pandemic outside mm-hmm. they they already know about all that it's not like we have a, a, a an important opinion about what people should be doing right or at least we don't have an important unique opinion that's more accurate <laughs> so we can provide some tasty goofs yeah that's it we're here for the tasty goofs and they are especially tasty because we're in the food time we're in munch madness. Munch madness. Um, how has this all affected your eating? Oh, I eat shit and garbage. Like, <laughs> nonstop. <laughs> I caught myself today eating my third bowl of spaghetti for the week. Mm-hmm. Or since in the past five days, I've had maybe three bowls of spaghetti, which is probably two spaghettis too many. <laughs> I don't know. I think spaghetti is fine. There are worse things you could have eaten three times in the last five days. This is fair. But when I make spaghetti, I make a lot of spaghetti. <laughs> oh, you ate like large portions three days in a row? Yeah. Oh. Well, you know, my body. That's okay. <laughs> well, I've definitely had a, a, a more mindfulness when it comes to eating because eating garbage for a week straight has reminded me that my body has feelings and likes to react to what I do to it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, it's it's been bad, Tom. It's been bad oh, times no. in the Shire. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, my uh, interestingly, this is the one where we go deep. You guys, if you're if you don't like poop talk, turn it off. Uh, my bowel situation has surprisingly been better the past few days. Wow, that's impressive. I know. <laughs> it's because I cannot say the same. <laughs> I think honestly, like. It's it's the difference for me between having access to whatever food I want to eat because I'm a firm believer in eating the food you want to eat. I think there is nothing wrong with that on an ethical level, on a health level, there's like sometimes something wrong with that, but if you really listen to what your body wants, it doesn't only want junk, like it does want vegetables. So there's a balance, you know, but but I think like <laughs> having limited access to the food that I actually want to eat is making my gut healthier somehow because it's like, no, you can't just like eat a pound of melted cheese on top of something for every single meal because you just don't have that much cheese. <laughs> that That is true. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I have been gassier because farts live in beans. <laughs> And I've been eating a lot they, of beans. They do live inside them. They're like little cocoons <laughs> for farts. Shout out to the depot in NDG. It's our local uh, food depot. Um, they provide, um, at normal times in the year and in life, they have a collection service where they, or not a collection service, a like um, food basket service mm-hmm. where you can go and pick up groceries from them for free like twice a month. During the quarantine, they have uh, a larger thing, but it's one time in like a two-month period, Mm -hmm. Um, and they 
because we weren't feeling well the day we were supposed to pick up, they actually delivered us like just a massive amount of groceries the other day. And it was awesome. We haven't had to leave the house since. Oh, nice. So like 30 containers of beans. Oh my God. Uh, actually mostly a lot of pasta, a lot of rice, um, and then a bunch of cans, just like a large assortment of cans. Um, and then, you know, some, some veggies and, and fruit and like, a dozen bagels and a bunch of milk like it was it was pretty much everything you'd need in order to get by for a few weeks um so now we can just like if we have to go out and get one thing that we need we only need one thing and we can like splurge a little and get like meat to go with our quarantine food and it kind of makes things a little nicer nice that is really good yeah i would i would recommend anyone who uh lives in ndg in montreal who like is struggling with groceries right now hit up the depot i think they're still letting people apply to get the emergency food basket and it's great and if you're not struggling consider giving money to your local food bank (laughs) because uh that's how a lot of us have to get our groceries yep what have you been doing to uh to keep yourself sane through all of this Uh, because i know you were saying that you're slowly losing your mind yeah because it's it it feels like the same it's you know some people say oh same shit different day yeah, but it it is though it, it the days are bleeding into each other because I don't do, have enough variety going on between what I can do at home with what I would normally be doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I've been just playing a lot of video games and s- s- watching YouTube until my eyes bleed. And yeah, that's about it. I did read a couple of bits and bobs of books. For a second, I thought you were going to say a couple of books, and I was like, "That's productive." I know I read like a paragraph here and there. <laughs> well, I started, I started two one two, uh, and I've been slowly. Well, one I've already read, so that I can't really count that, can I? Is that cheating? When are you rereading it? Yeah, just for fun. That's I think you can book. count that as reading a book. Yeah. Okay, that counts as <laughs> that does officially count as reading book. Yeah, um, it's certainly better. What than have me. What have you been doing besides Animal Crossing, or is it just <laughs> Animal Crossing? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, my life right now, like, it's weird, like, so I'm used to being home alone with Toby all the time, Mm -hmm. because usually Tefer and Rhea are, like, both at school, just different schools, obviously, because one of them is six and the other is a grad student, and uh, I, like... And we're not going to tell you who's in what school. (laughs) I think it's important to clarify that my partner is not a six-year-old. My partner is the grad student. Um, (laughs) But yeah, so like now, so I got really used to my rhythm of like working in the morning and like, you know, having Toby watch baby Einstein in the room with me while I'm working so that I can keep an eye on him, but he is not like grabbing all my shit and ruining my work. Uh, And then being done work around noon and like, you know, getting, well, or like one sometimes, whatever. I'm not a huge slacker i don't work four hours a day um but you know getting getting all my work done and then spending the rest of the day just hanging out with toby and like watching tv and making food and we'd go to the post office and the grocery store and like you know we really got into a rhythm and now there's two extra people in the house and it's like that rhythm is just dead there's no there's no such thing as routine anymore and it's uh it's hard not to kind of go crazy like you were saying um (laughs) so i've been finding uh, I'm doing as much as I can to sort of still have some semblance of that rhythm. Um, so I'm still working and like, I'll still, you know, 
if Teffer needs to like sleep in or get some work done, I'll still plunk Toby in a chair and let him watch some TV while I get work done. And like, I'm trying to kind of get back to my routine, mm-hmm. but of course I'm losing my job in two weeks. So like, does it even fucking matter if I have a routine anymore at that point? Who knows? <laughs> yeah. It's a rough time. It's, it's, I think that inadvertently, like I didn't know coming into tonight's recording, what we were going to talk about beyond like, you know, how you doing? It's a quarantine. Let's talk about food. Um, but I think we're kind of talking a little bit about self-care and mental health tonight, I guess. Yeah, but we can also we can include food into that. Oh, of course. Food, food is a very important part of self-care. What's your um what's your comfort food of choice? I think I already said it. <laughs> spaghetti. It might be why I'm eating three three uh three bowls of spaghetti a week. That's fair. Uh I mean, I usually, when I am feeling like I f- feel crap in my head and I feel sluggish and lethargic and I don't feel like doing anything, I can make a pot of spaghetti and it's really easy and it tastes right. really good. So it's it's my go-to comfort food because it, t- it, it gives you the most bang for your buck in terms of how much actual effort you need to uh, put in to actually get a decent enough result while also giving you the tasty goodness of melted cheese and starch. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Or 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 cooked meat and starch depending on the No, that's always spaghetti sauce, and cheese with me. Fair <laughs> enough. Fa- it's fair pasta, enough. it's spaghetti, tomato sauce, a bunch of spices, cheese, and then more spices on top of the cheese. That is fair. <laughs> I uh yeah, we've been doing a lot of pasta recently obviously and like having to what ends up happening is we're like oh let's make pasta and then we're like crap we don't have tomatoes what do we make sauce out of and then having to find alternatives and like you know last night we had a really nice it was like a it was we did penne with white beans like the sauce was was white bean and like we had a small amount of tomato juice that was left over from a can of tomatoes that we had used a few nights ago to make pasta sauce (laughs) so we like put a little bit of tomato juice in there uh, and a bunch of like veggies and uh and that was really nice um you know there's there's ways to do pasta that feel like variety yeah (laughs) yeah but i i honestly like i feel you on a big bowl of just like straight up spaghetti (laughs) there's something real nice about that it's just so simple and it's so good and you can't go wrong and it's even if you make it bad, it's still good. Right. It's basically, it's pizza without the dough. It's if you take a pizza and you replace the dough with noodles, you have spaghetti. I hate that, but I, I don't disagree with you. <laughs> no, you just have to fill a calzone with spaghetti and then we're in new territory. And now I might oh, want to do that. That sounds delicious, doesn't oh. it? Oh, it sounds you know it sounds like thank a you. giant hot pocket with spaghetti bites inside. That sounds amazing and also thank you for saying that. I was watching Guy Fieri's Tournament of Champions last night because I'll be damned if we go a single episode through Munch Madness without me talking about Guy Fieri. <laughs> doing Here's your bingo sheet. You got your bingo card ready? Check off Tom talks about Guy Fieri. Um we were watching Tournament of Champions last night. It was the quarterfinals and one of the contestants took a piece of salmon and kind of like hollowed out the middle to make a pocket and then stuffed a bunch of stuff inside it and like grilled it like that and one of the judges said the salmon is the pizza and 
no one fucking had anything to say in response to that. Everyone was just like, yeah, Nancy, you're absolutely right. The salmon is the pizza. Let's just move right past that statement that is complete and total nonsense. And I just sat there and I was like, what the fuck does that mean? And you talking about calzones just now made me realize, oh, that's what she meant. It's like a calzone. But no one had the heart to tell this woman, Nancy, sweetheart, that's you mean a calzone, not a pizza? <laughs> I was so confused. This is a judge who, like, everything else that she says, I'm like, smart, brilliant, really profound, like, clearly knows what she's talking about. And then she pulls out, the salmon is the pizza. I have to ask what they put in the salmon, because I am looking at, in my brain's eye, I'm trying to imagine a salmon. It Was it like a salmon steak, like a salmon fillet? It was like a salmon steak, yeah, yeah. And they hollowed it out? Well, so he, like... He cut a. Let me. See, I'm gonna see if I can find. Like he cut like, a groove I into it. Wonder if they have the recipe. Put shit inside. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Okay. That's disgusting to my brain. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds awful. <laughs> because I'm like you go with a, fish. I'm not a huge salmon person, but I agree you with you. You go with salmon because of its simplistic taste. Salmon has like a very a very simple fishy taste. And you don't have to do a lot to salmon to make it good. You put on a little bit of lemon, a little bit of salt. Maybe even if you want to get extra cool, you could put in a little dill. You got a good, you got good salmon steak. Why are you cutting right. into it and putting things inside of it? Salmon didn't ask for that. So, no, yeah, you're right. Salmon didn't ask for that. Nobody asked for this. It was especially frustrating because, like, so the, the whole premise of the show, it's a cooking competition show, um, tournament bracket whatever um they pit two chefs against each other and guy fieri spins a bunch of wheels and where they land determines like what kind of protein what kind of vegetable uh what kind of piece of cooking equipment they have to use for at least one of the elements what like style of cuisine it has to be and how much time they have to pull it all off and so they have no idea what they're doing until the wheel stops spinning and it pulls out like fish it pulls out like salmon bitter melon um middle eastern meat grinder and like whatever amount of time and when neither of them took meat grinder and immediately went i could like grind the salmon into some kind of like kafta like long patty type salmon thing Mm -hmm. skewer it with some nice spices and grill it like that and then like you know pour it in a tortilla or a not a tortilla but a pita i was furious and then when he made this this stuffed salmon steak <laughs> he lost so I'm, okay good I'm as furious as i could have been yeah turns out the salmon was not the pizza the salmon was whatever loses to the pizza because i'm trying i'm trying to find images of this thing just so i know what it what this <laughs> is and i right. googled stuffed salmon guy fieri and it's it's a lot of good looking salmon but sure. i can't find this monstrosity uh, the chef who made it was Jet Tila, if that helps. Jet Tila salmon stuffed image search. Let's see what happens here. No, I'm not finding it. I mean, this aired last night, so oh, like, okay. I'm not shocked that I'm not finding photos. But Okay, because you know. it almost sounds like... Anyway, I was mad. Because <laughs> it almost sounds to my brain that he made... You know how Taco Bell has the naked chicken chalupa? Just like a... <laughs> It's just basically, here's your taco, except your taco is made out of chicken breast that's fried. Yeah. Did he do that with some naked salmon and made like a taco by stuffing (laughs) it? No, no, he made a pizza, clearly. (laughs) 
How, how insane if they went uh, to the image of like, oh, the salmon is the taco. <laughs> the salmon is the Taco Bell naked chicken chalupa. I should be eating that instead of whatever the fuck this is. <laughs> Let's get a break for just 10 minutes. We're going to go get some Taco Bell. Can you imagine if you're on a cooking a cooking competition show and the, the judges eat your food and then they stop before giving the, the verdict and they're like, will you give us just like 45 minutes? We got to drive through. We need to hit up. <laughs> and they, they cut back to the judging panel. And they're all still eating their their takeout, and they're like, "Your they're meal like, oh, was man. really good," oh. but I don't know. There's something about it that's just not that doesn't hit right with me. And then, okay, and then to you know, they have that natural pause in tournament shows where they're like, and the lose and the person going home is, and then there's a long pause, and then they're like, "I'll get back to you one sec. I have to go to the bathroom real quick." It's the Taco Bell. <laughs> the Taco Bell wins. All right, give give me and David like twenty minutes to go get some Taco Bell, and while you while we do that, uh, you're gonna hear a couple ads and an interview I recorded earlier today with Quincy Narine. This episode is brought to you in part by Chaos. If you've been listening to the show for a while, you've definitely heard us talk about Chaos. Their professional sound equipment, cinema grade cameras, event hosting, sound and lighting packages. But right now, we want to tell you about a special service that they rolled out a little while ago. For a limited time only, Chaos is offering radically reduced rates for their new social media services as part of a limited time promo offer to help them with some case studies. What does that mean? Basically, they want to publicly test out how effective their new social media packages are, so they're offering them at a discounted rate of... You ready for it? 70-80% to off the usual price. That's right. That's a massive savings, so if you've been looking for a way to revamp your brand's social media presence, go to createchaos.com or hit them up on Instagram at createchaos to find out more. That's chaos with a K. Welcome to the Cash Corner, the part of the show where we shamelessly ask you to give us money. I didn't write any copy for the Cash Corner this week, because to be honest, I'm feeling really awkward about asking people to give us money during this pandemic. Maybe it's because I'm personally hemorrhaging money and I'm really, really anxious about the idea of having to pay for anything, but uh, I kind of just assume that everyone else is in the same situation and can't really afford to give anything. So, like, don't. Don't feel the pressure to give us any money. Ooh, just enjoy our show for free. That's okay. There's a lot of ways you can support us for free, you know? You're doing it right now just by listening. You're doing it anytime you tune into our show. That's it. That's all it takes. Just listen. Share the episode with a friend. Get groovy with it. Of course, if you do feel like throwing some money our way, we're not going to say no. If you pledge as little as a dollar a month to us at patreon.com slash up for discussion, you'll be joining the ranks of the sexy people like Patrick, Gabriel, Kendallin, Carlea, Thomas, George Poppy, Killian, Sarah Angelica, Will, Anne, Andrew, Laura, Kate, and Erica. You'll get access to early... You'll get early... Ooh, let me tell you how early you're going to get access to bonus content. You'll get little behind-the-scenes updates and also all kinds of other sweet perks as well. So if you want to be one of the sexy people, go to patreon.com slash upfordiscussion. Or if you really specifically don't want to be one of the sexy people, you can still give us money and just tell me you don't ever want to hear me call you... Sexy. Now we're going to hear an interview that I recorded earlier with Quincy Narine. 
Quincy has been working in the service industry for a little over five years as a barista and a line cook. Notable places he's worked are the Brass Door Pub and Ramen Misoya. He's also got a YouTube channel where he teaches you recipes, and you can find a link to that in the description of this episode, or by searching for Quincy Narine on YouTube. Uh, and of course, you can also find him on Instagram at Quincy Narine. Quincy, how you doing? Uh, everything is doing, everything's good. I mean, stuck at home, like most people right now. Yep, yep. I, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's it's rough. So I, I guess the day before we recorded this, uh, I saw that you posted a Facebook status that you're now out of work because of the uh, the shutdown. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So it's an inevitability that was kind of coming, as people saw with, with uh, earlier on in the week, um, uh, earlier on in the month. Apologies. With uh, uh, bars and clubs closing, and then restaurants being told to work at half capacity, mm-hmm. we saw things like Joe Beef was closing down, Madison's closed down, et cetera, et cetera. So it was an inevitability that was going on. Like restaurants that could pull profits mm-hmm. were doing so with just takeout. But as as things are getting more difficult, and bottom line starting at starting to get affected, more and more restaurants are doing the, like, well, we're going to close down for the time being because staying open actually is costing us. Right. And, uh, which is understandable. I mean, like, they are running a business. Right. Yeah. That's it. At the so end I'm of not, the day, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not too, yeah, I'm not too shook up about it mm-hmm. because I under, the reasoning is completely understandable. Everyone's kind of locked at home. We're not getting enough, uh, takeout orders, et cetera, et cetera, whatever reason it is. It's kind of just the coronavirus thing is causing this to happen. Yeah. Well, that's a good that's a good perspective to have on it. I uh, I mean, I know it's it's got to be hard and and inconvenient, but it's good to be able to keep that outlook of like, you know, we knew this would happen, right? Yeah. So it must be nice for you to have the YouTube channel as a sort of outlet during this. Are you? Uh... Yes. the The difficulty right now is because of all the panic buying that happened at the beginning of all of this. Um, I actually haven't posted a video in a few months. I had a few issues in beforehand. I had my, had my cat pass away. I had my sister-in-law pass away. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, so I kind of just stopped working on it for the time being. And yeah. then when I wanted to kick back into everything, um, since I kind of got to a point where I'm like, I feel comfortable recording again, being on camera, mm-hmm. all of this happened. People were panic buying, and a lot of the, the ingredients that I was looking to use kind of just were off the shelves. Right. So yes, there there was a handful of, of fresh ingredients, but I had covered episodes on stuff like General Tao Chicken, like uh, uh, roasting potatoes and stuff like that. So it was kind of hard to find stuff. So what I'm doing a lot right now is I'm doing a lot of the back-end stuff, making sure I'm starting to clean up title cards and working on scripts better so that when all of this does pass, I can jump back into it with renewed uh, interest, with renewed passion, and have a whole bunch of more stuff to work with, not just kind of like, okay, what do I do next? Right. How do I clean this up? How do I work on this? So I've been working on my backend because I do self-edit. I do do all my all, all my own audio. Um, I do work out of a small kitchen, mm-hmm. which you'll see if you ever watch any of the videos. That uh, yeah, I, like I don't have the uh, as I like to call it the perfect kitchen that you see on like Food Network shows sure, or like yeah. Avish online. It's just like they have the full studio with the island and the movable stoves and stuff like that. I'm working out of. Uh, just a tiny kitchen in my apartment. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, hey, you got to work with what you got to work with, right? Yep. I think there's something really valuable um, for people consuming content uh, to see, like, people who live like them being able to do cool things in the kitchen. So, See, that was my initial idea when I started doing the, um, the channel is I see a, one of the many ideas. I see a lot of... Food Network shows, and uh, you'll see things like uh, Just Eats or 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 binging with Babish, where they have the perfect kitchen. They have mm-hmm. they have the stand mixer, they have the immersion blender, they have the sous vide machine, they have the and 
for a lot of people who don't have these kitchen implements, it becomes a, well, how can I do that if I don't have a thing? Part of the thing I'm trying to tackle is, hey, really all you need is like a frying pan and a knife. You'll need the occasional like blender here or there, but I try and tackle things that you don't need to have a fully stocked kitchen in order to do stuff. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's great. I, uh, I think especially right now when, you know, we're, we're recording this on March 24th, but this episode comes out in, uh, on April 7th, um, just to give people some context time-wise, but like, I, I suspect on March 24th that by the 7th, not a whole lot is going to have changed for my current situation, to be honest. Um, (laughs) I I mean, with the with the quarantine going down till the, at at minimum, at least the 13th, we'll see what happens. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I think for a lot of people right now, like, I know I'm watching a lot more Food Network. I mean, I have been watching a lot more Food Network the past (laughs) few months, but like, you know, it's when you're, when you're stuck in the house, you, (laughs) you have less to do. You, you turn on the TV and zone out a bit more and watch like Guy's Ranch Kitchen or whatever. And, uh, for me, like a lot of, a lot of diners, drive-ins and dives. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And, and like, I'm, you know, we have a okay kitchen. Like ours is definitely the best kitchen I've ever lived in, but like, it's still not huge. It's not fully equipped. I don't have, you know, an, a grill or an outdoor fire pit or a pizza oven or any of the fun stuff I'd love to be able to play around with. But I think that, um, Mm -hmm. having a smaller kitchen doesn't mean you can't do good food with it you know like it just means you have to think outside the box sometimes yeah and and unfortunately a lot of the media that is around food kind of says like this is how you do it this is how you do it this Mm -hmm. is how you do it this is how you're supposed to do it this is how you do it where it's like keep in mind these things all of these recipes were invented in times where we didn't have uh, stand mixers we didn't potentially have certain of the the kitchen implements we have now Mm -hmm. so how do they do it beforehand right like yeah you can make bread and you can you can knead the dough with with a with a stand mixer, but for a, the vast majority of our our existence, bread was made by hand. Yep. So when you do see on some food media, it's like yeah, you you put the flour in here and you put it, your stand mixer on the hook, uh, on the hook implement, and then you add this and you add that and you add your yeast and you add your sugar and water and na 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 na. It's like yeah, but you can do that all by hand. And and I've seen it, especially speaking with people in uh, our kind of age group mm-hmm. you're like oh man I don't have any of this stuff so I could never do that I've spoken to people who have who think frying an egg might be a little difficult and it's not <laughs> right and this is this is not throwing shade on anybody it's just because of the way the media is uh, not portrayed but kind of actually you know portrayed is the right word sure. uh, <laughs> we do often see certain things as a little bit more difficult than they should be mm-hmm. when really it isn't right yeah absolutely I, I think that it is it is important to like stop for a second when you think something is too hard and go well why do i think this is too hard what's what's the actual thing here because a lot of the time all it takes is thinking no i probably could do this and then yeah turns out you you're right you can to to be very honest once you actually start cooking a lot more in the kitchen Hmm. you start realizing that yeah there's a long list of instructions but those are just words when you're actually physically doing it it's not that difficult right so what would be, because um, obviously we're in a quarantine, I guess people are, uh, I know on, in my house at least, we're going through a lot of pantry staples right now instead of having the time to buy all the ingredients we really want to be using. Um, yeah. Do you have any like suggestions for people who are in that kind of situation? Um, well, p- 
canned foods and pantry staples are fantastic for situations like this, but no, nothing beats fresh food. And yes, it's a little bit difficult right now, but with grocery stores still one of the few things staying open, uh, if you do go to the grocery stores, you can still find a lot of things like asparagus, like broccoli, like carrots, like celery, like uh, leeks, and and various types of lettuce, whether it be Boston or or uh, curly lettuce. Um, peppers, ginger, garlic, there's still a lot of fresh ingredients on the shelves mm -hmm. and oftentimes a lot of those things actually will be a lot better for you in situations like this because a lot of canned foods and a lot of other things are set with handfuls of preservatives because they last essentially forever. Right. Um, so eating fresh will help just internally make your body feel a little bit better. Mm -hmm. And s s simple things like just like Roasting some peppers or having some roast potatoes or making mashed potatoes or a soup changes the outlook because, again, since you're making it and you're adding your own seasoning, stuff like that, it'll last in your fridge for a week, but right. in that time you will eat it because right now we're all stuck at home. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. No one's going to make a soup and be like, I'm just going to eat it later and then never eat it. Everyone's had that situation where they've cooked something, they've put it in the fridge, they've eaten a part of it, put it in their fridge, be like, oh, I'll get to this tomorrow. And then four weeks later, you're like, why is there mold on top of this? Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> guilty. <laughs> I definitely have noticed um, we've been, like, much better about eating our leftovers since all of this went down. Yeah. Um, and part of that, I think, is that I had gotten into the habit of uh, doing my grocery shopping on a daily basis because uh, I just have the type of schedule where I can do that, right? Like, I have to go... Yep. to the post office most days and going to the grocery mm -hmm. store from the post office doesn't take that long so it's like right. you know I can kind of build it into my routine um, so I'd gotten really used to like daily grocery trips to get like a couple of things and make dinner out of it and uh, now yeah. I'm like well I, uh, I'm i trying to go out of the house as little as possible so maybe mm -hmm. I'll just use everything we have in the house gradually and then leave when I run out and it's uh it's definitely been a huge change. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's a good game plan, to be perfectly honest. Just that, let me eat everything I have first and then go buy more stuff. Right. Because there, 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 is the, there is that, like, oh, I'm running out of most things. Let me go buy some stuff. It's like, yeah, maybe you don't want to have pasta for the third night in a row. But yeah. do you have it? You eat it. Right. Eat it before you go. Because that also gives the grocery stores time to, time to restock. Right. As as we've all seen at some point, I would assume as we've all seen at some point in time, you go to the grocery store and a lot of it had just been empty shelves. Mm -hmm. Not just toilet paper, but I've seen a lot of like canned goods and pastas and sauces just gone. Yeah, yeah. My local... those are, those things are simple and easy easy to uh, sorry simple and easy to cook. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like boil boil some water, add some pasta. Once it's done, add the sauce, heat it up, eat. You're good for a meal. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, my my local grocery store seems to be at about half capacity for uh pasta and canned goods and stuff these days yeah so there's usually like some stuff left but not necessarily a full selection and like it's clearly like it's clearly been you know gotten to by people already by the time i get there um but you're right that like you know if if people are going to the grocery store right now to stock up on canned goods you kind of like owe it to yourself to also buy some produce, right? Like if you're yeah, already leaving just, the house. Just, yeah. Just, just for your, for just your health and your body. It's like, you know what? Pick up some lettuce, a tomato, some salad dressing. And, and if you want to like keep it down so you like, you're not, you don't want to go too heavy on the salad dressing, olive oil and some balsamic vinegar mm -hmm. and just make a salad, just make a salad. 
Yeah. Just for one, just for your body, just for your soul. Yeah. Because eating not eating like soup after soup after canned good after gumbo after all that salt is going to get to you, and the last thing any of us need is hypertension. Right. Yeah, absolutely. The, the last thing you want right now is to have to go to the hospital because you've got gallstones because all you've been consuming yeah, yeah. is sodium. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. I uh, I think the thing that I am missing the most right now is meat. Like my meat consumption has gone way down since uh, all of this started. For a lot of people, it has because yeah. a lot of meat products were the first things off the shelf, especially ground meats because those mm-hmm. are easy to freeze. Yep. And you don't have to worry about like when you unfreeze it, you can cook up a big batch and it'll last in the fridge for a while. Right. Yeah. Exactly. But I've been finding like, and again, it comes back to that. You know, it used to be my routine to just shop every day. I'm so used to being able to just go into the store and say, I want this cut of meat today, and I'm sure they'll have it. And now I'm like, well, yeah. I'm going to buy what I can get when I get there. <laughs> and it's like yeah, kind of yeah. kind of nice because it gives you a challenge, but it's also frustrating because then like from a planning perspective, everything's kind of out the window, right? Yeah, and, and be- you say from a planning perspective, there are people who do plan a lot of their meals ahead of time. Like they do the cook everything on Sunday, have meals for the week thing. Mm-hmm. Um, in situation like this it's kind of like people do have like okay i need to get this i need to get that now is the perfect time and the best time to be like well i can't get you know chicken breast but they have chicken thighs right or you know what i'll, I'll get drumsticks because no one's picking those things up mm-hmm. and use that instead just for the time being because again this is hopefully not going to last forever right but picking up cuts of meat that you're not used to cooking mm-hmm. and using those as substitutes because the more popular cuts are being sold out almost instantaneously. Right. And you can kind of see that as a challenge, right? To like learn how to cook yeah. something that's like not too far from something you're used to, but is a little different. Mm. It'll make you a better cook. Yep. Yeah. Yes, it will. <laughs> the, the more, the more, the more ingredient knowledge you gain as a cook, the more stuff you try in the kitchen, you can start bending ingredients in ways you previously didn't think of. Mm. What's been, um, What's been your go-to during all of this? Perfectly honest, ramen. Nice. I went and bought just a big pack of the dried noodles and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And then from there, it's, uh, okay, cool, what toppings do I want? Well, I have eggs, so I can do ramen eggs. I have soy sauce, mirin, and sake, so I can make the proper sauces. Mm -hmm. Uh, I personally always have in my fridge just a thing of white miso. Okay. Which I add to any soup or any stir-fry that I'm making or any, any... I'll throw it in pasta just to add a little different of flavor and stuff like that. Nice. Um, I, I personally love miso, so I'm a little bit biased on it. I put it in almost everything. Um, I'll make like a miso mayonnaise and add that to a sandwich just because I, I really like miso. What is a miso mayonnaise like? That sounds great. It's tasty. If you like, if you, cause, so there's multiple kinds of miso. Mm. Uh, find one you like, and then you basically put one part of miso to like two parts of mayonnaise. Okay. You mix it up until the miso does break, like, Break down because miso tends to get a little chunky, but keep on mm. whipping it until it's nice and smooth. And then you can add that to like a BLT. You can mm. put that in like a ham and ham and egg sandwich, mm-hmm. and it's it's just a nice additive to it. And just, it, but again, I really like miso. If you don't like miso, there are other things you can do. There are mustards, there are, are mayonnaises. Mm. You can put ketchup if you'd like. Right. Um. But with with, with ramen, it's kind of like I, like I'm I'm just doing the quick like boil water, add noodle packets and stuff like that, and then adding ingredients on top of it. So I have these really rich meals. Right. And I don't feel like I'm. I, I I tend to go out to eat ramen a lot, right. and right now is not the time to do that. So I don't feel like I'm uh, uh, I'm missing out on anything. I'm spoiling myself a little bit. Yeah, that's the trick. Eh, is finding the things that you can make at home that like feel like a treat. You know. Yeah. Like I've been uh, my. <laughs> 
my thing that I miss the most is like I used to get a lot of I mean we we still will get a little bit of takeout but we're kind of trying to partly for financial reasons and partly because you know it's just not a good time to be ordering food all the time um Mm-hmm. We've been trying to order less, but I, uh, I've just been really missing burgers and, uh, I still, oh, yeah. and like, I don't have a grill and it's not the same without a grill. And like, you know, it's also the wrong time of year to be grilling, but, uh, I think I'm going to need to start sucking that up soon and, uh, just get a bunch of ground beef and start homemaking burgers. Get some ground beef, season it some properly, make it, r- roll it into a ball and then in a frying pan, get it to about medium heat and just push down on that, you get yourself a pretty good crushed uh, burger there. Right, yeah. And then buns with all the fixings, whether you like lettuce, tomatoes, mustard, pickles, onions, etc., etc. Like, yeah, I, I understand and I agree, A grilled bur- nothing beats a grilled burger, but in times of duress, mm-hmm. uh, flat top burgers work just as good. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So this is uh, the next part of the show. So right now we're kind of reaching the end of our Munch Madness food series, um, which... <laughs> I like the name. I, know. I really like the name. We had a guest uh, a couple weeks before we launched it who suggested it, um, uh, our, my buddy Greg Schultz. And I was like, that's a brilliant name. And we've been calling it that the whole time. But then last week, uh, at the time of recording, Guy Fieri actually, he's been doing a new show on the Food Network called Tournament of Champions. And he posted something yeah. about that on his Instagram with the hashtag Munch Madness. And I was like, no, I thought of that first. Fuck you, Guy Fieri. I mean, technically, Greg <laughs> thought of that first, I guess. It's still like, we were going to use it before you, so ha Yeah. Um, but yeah. So, you got to jump on those hashtags quick. I know, I know. I have many, many social media-related regrets in my life, and this is one of them. Um, <laughs> anyway, part, as part of our tournament, or as part of our food series, we have a tournament bracket uh, that we've been going through, which is kind of nice, because with all the sports temporarily canceled, it gives us something to sort of you know, think of as a competition. Um, yeah. So today, yeah, actually, yeah. today we're actually doing our semifinal rounds. Uh, so you're going to be voting. Ooh. I'm going to, I'm going to give you two pairs, like the two, the two rounds of the semis, and you're going to be casting your vote okay. for who wins in each of those rounds. Okay. And then later I'm going to talk to one of my co-hosts and have them cast a vote as well. And we'll figure out the winner based on that. And that'll determine our finalists. Okay. So you're in a powerful position here. Okay. Um, All right, I like it. <laughs> so, um, you you're voting between two things. It's not necessarily the one that you think is the better food overall. It's the one that you think deserves to win, right? Whatever your okay. reasoning might be, it might be because you think it's more versatile. It might be because you like it more. It might be because you'd miss it more. Whatever your reasoning All is, right. go go with what you feel is right. Don't worry about what you think other people will think of the answer. Okay. Cool. Um, so, uh, God, there's so much pressure. I know. I know. <laughs> so, uh, our first, our first semifinal round is between garlic and pie. Oh man. <laughs> um, oh man. It's worth mentioning. Uh, it's pie, etc. So it's like pies, tarts, crumbles, cobblers, anything that's kind of pie adjacent. Okay. Um, and then versus, obviously versus. Versus garlic? Versus garlic. This is what we've gotten to. Oh, man. See, I have to, I have to go with garlic. Okay. Just because garlic has been, in, has been a staple in so many international cuisines in the first place. Mm-hmm. And it is probably one of the most versatile 
ingredients in a kitchen. Yeah. Whether you want to make a garlic sauce or you want to you want to add it to your pasta or your stir fries or your sauces or your or your oh, there's so much you could just do with garlic. And <laughs> while I love pie, don't get me wrong, and and pie related things like tarts and stuff like that, um, pies for me would lose out simply because there are a portion of people in the world who just can't have it. Mm. In people who are diabetic, just because the amount of sugar that goes into making pie. Right. Not all pies, but a lot of pies. And it's it's the versatility of garlic that is just so immense that it, it is the better of the two. Right. As a, as a person with a mild garlic allergy, even I have to agree with you there. Yeah. I know so many people are just like, I love garlic. I can't have it because it might kill me, but I love garlic. <laughs> it's like... I've never met a diabetic who's like, mm, give me that sugar all the time. It's like, you have to, they're like, no, I gotta, I gotta watch it, man. I gotta watch it. Right. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, that's it. Like, pie, pie is wonderful. Pie is You have delicious. a garlic allergy, man? It's mild. It's like, um... You have a garlic allergy? It's... Oh. I think... That, that, I think I would hurts, have to have man. a lot of it in order for it to, like, cause any serious problems. But okay. whenever, whenever okay. I have so something it's, it's too... Like a, it's almost like, almost an intolerance. Yeah. Whenever I have something too garlicky, it, like, um... It messes with my throat a little bit, um, which okay. like ah uh, yeah okay then yeah yeah and like as someone who you know speaks kind of for a living, I I can't ruin my throat on a regular basis, so I have to be careful about it. I feel the same. I feel I feel the same way about fish since I have an allergy to to seafood. Oh, that's rough. Yeah, I think that's. Let's go for sushi. Um, no. <laughs> I think that's less rough than garlic. Like it's easier yeah, to avoid. Okay. It's I easier mean, to avoid fish and seafood. Case in point, it's because garlic is in everything. Right. <laughs> okay. Cool. So you're voting garlic. I like it. I. Uh, yes, I, I'm voting for garlic. I don't know if I'm gonna have a vote in this. I only get to vote if there's a tie. Um, but I. Uh, ah. Okay. I'm gonna put it out there now that if there is a tie, I'm definitely breaking it and going for garlic. Um, we'll find out <laughs> later. Um, so our let your co-host in on that little fact. Be like, garlic's <laughs> gonna win if you don't choose garlic. So it's, uh, you know, it's like not to put any pressure on you or to make it feel like we're biased or anything, but just to let you know. <laughs> that's why it's that's the one the one benefit of the current format that we have to do is that I'm recording separate like interviews with people. So I'm gonna have you know yeah. this part with you is gonna be sandwiched in the middle of a conversation with my co-host, um, and they're ah. gonna have no idea what we talked about. <laughs> it's kind of. Ah, okay. Kind of devious. Um, okay, so semifinal round two, uh, and this will be, you know, whoever wins this one will go up against whoever wins the other one in the final. Whoever wins uh, against garlic, against garlic, probably against garlic. Yeah, let's be real. <laughs> I I can't see anybody voting for pie between those two, even though pie is great. Um, pie is great. Pie is wonderful, but garlic is is eternal. That's it. Pie managed to beat chicken in the last round, and it's good for you. It is. Oh man. Ah. Okay. Okay. Semi-final round two. Who do you? What do you think is better between pasta and sandwiches? And this is like sandwiches, burgers, anything kind of like sandwich adjacent. Again, anything you put between, anything you can put between two slices of bread. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Between pasta and oh god, that's also a difficult one just because <laughs> there are both of these things are 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 like there are so many kinds of pasta. There's so many different ways to make pasta, whether it be uh, gnocchi, or you're going with lasagna, or you're going with like vermicelli noodles. If you're doing uh, like a, an Alfredo sauce with it, or you're doing a uh, uh, a, a marinara, a, a pesto-based sauce. Like pastas are incredibly versatile, right. and oftentimes do does a lot of garlic. Um, <laughs> but sandwiches, on the other hand, like there's a debate 
and I'm pretty sure you know about it, of like what constitutes a sandwich. Mm-hmm. Is a hot dog a sandwich? Is a and uh, one for, for the record, a hot dog is not a sandwich. If anything, it's a taco. Sure, sure. I would. Uh... It's, a, it's a ground meat product put in a case. It's a ground meat product put in a flour tortilla and or casing mixed with some sort of salsa. In this case, being ketchup because ketchup <laughs> is a salsa. Fight me. Uh, Fair enough. I I similarly think a hot chicken sandwich is not a sandwich because you can't eat it with your hands. If if your sandwich is soaked yeah, yeah. in gravy and you need a fork and knife to eat it, it's not a sandwich anymore. Yeah, sandwich. Yeah, no, I I agree. I mean, it's it's a, a sandwich in design, but not an application. Right. <laughs> I like or, that. Or function. Uh, sandwiches or pasta. <laughs> I do think this you know is what? the harder of the two. I'm In this case, I'm... Yes, but in this case, I think I'm going to have to go with sandwich. Okay. Just because, as you said, everything adjacent to sandwich. Um, pastas are, generally speaking, a savory meal. Mm-hmm. However, with sandwiches... That includes things like ice cream sandwiches. Mm-hmm. That includes things like uh, subs, Philly cheesesteaks, um, um, BLTs, uh, roasted veggie sandwiches. Uh, uh, sandwiches tend to be a little... And if you're crazy enough, you, you can take two waffles and put something in between. And there you go. You got a sandwich. Yes, um, yes, you can. <laughs> that sounds great. So I, for, for, for me, I'm going to go with sandwiches because, again, it is probably the more versatile of the two. Mm. Pastas are very much like... Yes, there's versatility in the sauce and the type of pasta you have, mm. whether it be like a like a rigatoni or a linguine or a spaghetti or whatever. But pastas tend to be very savory, mm-hmm. where sandwiches can be a whole spectrum of things. Yeah, no, I'm right there with you. I think uh, you yeah. can get crazy and make your two sl- uh, slices of sandwich bread into French toast, and then put <laughs> inside put it like, uh, uh, God, just thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm giving myself heartburn. Throw some brie about. and pear hey, in the middle. It's a deep fried chicken with some cheese in between two pieces of French toast, uh, and then have some like maple syrup added in there as well, just to give it a little bit of sweetness. And... <laughs> you make a chicken waffle sandwich. That sounds amazing. Yeah, no, I'm gonna go with sandwich. Yeah, awesome. Okay, cool. Well, I'm really, uh, <laughs> I'm excited to see, uh, I'm excited to see what ends up being the final result of this one. Um, I'll, uh, I'll let you know once I know. <laughs> Um, Perfect. Cool. Well, Quincy, thank you so much. This was awesome. Thank you very much for having me. Is there anything, uh, one, that you want to plug, and two, any like final message you want to put out there to people who are listening? Um, n- nothing for plug, because you did plug my uh, YouTube and Instagram. Mm-hmm. As for, for, for people, um, especially specifically now with quarantine being a thing and a lot of people panic buying and um, buying specific things, which are like the pantry staple like you were saying before, um, do yourself a favor, do eat something fresh, whether it be a salad or you make yourself a sandwich with some, something inside of it, um, or you go and you get potatoes and you roast them, or you make a soup, or just just do yourself a favor and make some, at least something fresh when you start running out of things, because you're, one, your body will appreciate the fact that you're eating something healthy, hmm. well, healthy, something fresh, because <laughs> not everything fresh is healthy. Sure. Yeah. Um, if you roast potatoes, there's still a lot of oil in there, uh, or you deep fry something. I digress. Um, do yourself a favor that when you start going through your stock, if you do decide to do, do groceries, whether it be you're waiting till the very end or you're like, you know what, I really need to go get something because I've been eating canned canned foods for the longest time, mm-hmm. do yourself a favor, do something fresh. Two, do not skimp out on getting those things that are um, flexible, like potatoes, like onions, like carrots, like dried beans. Mm. 
because you can get a, a large bag of dried beans for like four bucks, right. and that's not only a bunch of meals, but you can add those things like to, to other things like rice, like your pastas. Uh, you can add them on top of some of the like if you have like a soup, and you're like oh the soup needs a little bit more texture, and you have soaked chickpeas for a while. Mm-hmm. You boil them down, you add them in. You can do that with with a lot of beans. You can uh, or peas. Specifically, chickpeas. You can make yourself hummus. You don't always need tahini. I mean, it's normal, but um, get stuff that lasts long. You can roast it. You can cook it. You can eat it. It'll be fresh, mm-hmm. and that uh, uh, is flexible in the kitchen. So that hey, you have carrots. So you can make your own soups if you want with that. With carrots, celeries, and onions, you can make a veggie stock there. Right. Or you can roast your carrots and add that on the side of something else that you're eating, um, just to liven up your palate a little bit because. Eating nothing but preserved canned goods and pasta every single day for, as we are recording this right now, three weeks, Right. you're going to drive yourself insane. Yeah. Give yourself a little variety. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Because if you don't, if you don't, you're going to go insane. You're going to go insane. Like, imagine you're eating pizza every single day for a year. You would hate pizza at the end of it. You'd never want to touch pizza again. Yeah. So I, if, I, if imagine if pasta is one of your staples and you're eating it every <laughs> single day for three weeks, you're like, wow, something that I eat like once a week, I'm never eating again. Right. Don't do that to yourselves. Yeah. <laughs> I think um, the the dried beans thing. I'm gonna echo that sentiment. Um, they're much cheaper overall than canned beans, and like. Yeah, normally and you're getting way more out of it. Yeah, and like normally I understand going for canned beans if you're in a hurry, but like we're in a quarantine, you're you're not in a hurry right now. You you have time no to No one's in a beans. hurry right now. Yeah. <laughs> and they go they go such a long way and they're a good source of protein. Yep. Yep. Yeah, and and for 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 most regards like hey, you have a bag of bag of beans or a bag of chickpeas or whatever, uh just soak them overnight. Mhm. So that when you wake up in the morning, they're prepared for you. They're ready, whether it be a four-hour soak or a twelve-hour soak or whatever. Like you have them ready. Yeah. They're done. And from there, it's like cool. I have these pre-soaked, already soaked beans. I can make food with them. Whether you want to make yourself peas and rice or you want to make yourself some sort of sauce, uh, add it to a soup, etc. They're pre-made. That way, that way you're not kind of like you you set them up and then you're waiting around the house as we're all doing right now. It's like put them there and then go to bed. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sweet. Cool. Well, thank you so much. This was uh, this was awesome. I, it was also just really good to chat with you again. I feel like I haven't seen you in Ditto. a million years. It's it's been since uh, if I remember correctly, theater school. Yeah. Well, I, I was thinking about it. You are you were the last person I talked to about my like existential crisis that was going on before I decided that I needed to drop out of theater school and focus on like my mental health. Yep. Yeah. So I, I appreciate that. I mean, there's a there's a. <laughs> <laughs> no worries, man. Like, there's a time and place for everything, and if you 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 need time to to you know just mellow out, take it if you need it. Yeah, exactly. And that goes to anyone else who's listening. If you got if you are in a high stressed situation and you need time to mellow out, do it because you will thank yourself later. Then then, as someone who suffered from burnout, um, yeah, take yeah. take care of your mental health. Yeah. Well, thanks, man. This has been really great. Sorry, you cut out. Oh, uh, I just said thank you. This it has been. been really I, heard, I heard. I heard. It's it, okay. I heard, I heard it's been, and I was like, it's been what? It's been what? It's been one week since you. Yeah, it's been it. awesome too, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you always gotta get that in. Of course. All right. Very cool. nice. I'll let you go. It was good chatting with you, man. Talk thank to you so much for this, man. Yep. Ciao. Bye. Bye. And that wraps up our interview with Quincy. David, what did you think of what Quincy was saying there around the uh, twenty-four minute mark? Um, 
I wasn't listening all that much because I was chowing down on some Taco Bell. I managed to get in just in time to hear the last mm. little bits. And okay, okay. I could not hear anything he was saying over the crispy bread uh, bread and chicken breast that I was eating from my naked chicken chalupa. I would take a bite and it sounded like there was an earthquake in my mouth of just pure crunch. So what was he saying, Tom? Because I missed it. Uh, we talked a lot about uh, cooking with pantry staples. Oh, yeah. You can do a lot of cool shit with pantry staples. Yeah, like spaghetti. Three nights in a <laughs> row. <laughs> it's not my fault I have a stockpile of tomato sauce and a stockpile of pasta. <laughs> I mean, you got to do what you got to do these days, right? Yeah. Tonight for dinner, we had some sausages left over from our last grocery trip. So I um, poached those for about 10 minutes to get them cooked evenly all the way through without you know cooking the outside mm-hmm. too much and then i butterflied them and seared them in the pan for like a few minutes so that they got like a nice caramelization on the outside Ooh. um and the rest of our meal was rice that i threw in a pot <laughs> and two cans of canned peas and carrots that i microwaved for two minutes there you go that's 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 a meal yeah it worked the, <laughs> the peas and carrots were like terrible but you know yeah i mean peas yeah and carrots it's what they are they're not there to be the stars of a dish. Right, exactly. They're support staff. Unless it's like a pea soup. But as a, as like an entree dish, can you just imagine what that would look like if peas were the star of it? Um, I once watched a cooking competition show and uh, they did have to do something where peas were the main focus. And the guest judge for the episode kept referring to it as the humble pea. And, uh, well... Uh, you best believe that any time that I think about peas now, I hear her voice in my head saying, the humble pea. <laughs> I, have to, I, have, I have to take two minutes to go for a humble pea. I thought you did that before we started recording. That was a joke. It was, it was in oh. reference to what you were saying about the humble pea and how it could be well, alluded to that it is the humble urination. This has been David. an overly explained joke by me, David Hall, because I'm tired. Man, I'm so glad that I got to put in an ad read like the good old days in there. <laughs> um, okay, so David, yeah. Um, as you know, we're getting close to the end of Munch Madness. We have one episode left after this one, and uh, that means that today our food bracket tournament has come to the semifinal round. Oh, shit. How do you feel knowing that you and you alone have the power now to d- decide basically who the finalist is. If you say one of them is assuming, spaghetti, <laughs> we know what's up. Assuming assuming that you vote the same way Quincy did. If you vote different from how Quincy did, I uh, don't know how I'm going to determine the winner. Uh, well, we'll find out. Yeah. So, David, mm-hmm. semi-final one <laughs> after uh, just completely destroying chili peppers in the first round and then toppling cakes in the quarterfinal Ooh. our first semifinalist is garlic and garlic accessories Ooh. Ooh. okay okay today garlic is facing off against they beat cookies brownies and bars in the first round and then in a crazy upset took out chicken in the quarterfinals despite the fact that i really thought chicken was going to beat them our second semifinalist is pies etc oh so david (laughs) this is not hard what for me at all okay if you had said it was garlic versus chicken i'd be in trouble but garlic versus pie 
Yeah. It's garlic every time. <laughs> I wholeheartedly agree, and I'll tell you, so did Quincy, which means garlic <laughs> wins, and garlic is our first finalist. Yeah. I mean, you can <laughs> No do- shit, right? <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I have a personal bias against pies in general because I don't like pie. Like, you don't like pie at all? Like, no, I have a. Th- I really don't like warm fruit in my pie or anywhere. <laughs> <coughs> I don't like warm fruit. That was a bad time to take a drink. <laughs> Did I say something heinous? <coughs> no, you just. I wasn't ready for. I don't like warm fruit. I don't. Like, the only time That's fair. I'll eat warm fruit is, like, cooked apples I'll eat in, like, apple crisp. And that's, like, okay. kind of a pie. And I only let it go is because it's a tasty uh, dessert treat that my partner makes for me, and I eat it. Mm-hmm. Right. For what it's worth, the pies, etc., definitely includes crisps and crumbles and i'm kind of with you on like i don't like a warm pie stretched out of the oven i would rather have a pie that was baked yesterday and it's like cold now yeah yeah cartoons Um, lied to me they show me a a hot pie on a windowsill with that stink lines pulling in all the boys to the yard and i'm like hell nah that's a pie (laughs) gross i think i followed that that thread (laughs) I think I understand what you're saying. I'm glad because yeah, no, somebody I, had to. I uh, I agree with you. Garlic is the clear winner there. I honestly would not be surprised if garlic ends up being the overall winner next week. But, yeah. you know. Because, like, like I, I have been saying this in my cooking for years, and it's you can't have an, too much garlic. Oh, as someone with a mild garlic allergy, you're wrong. Well, that's because you have an allergy, Tom. That is... Right. Unfair to say. <laughs> Even a normal amount of garlic might be quote unquote too much garlic. But then the other I the think other like part a of that sentence two is, is fine. If I do serve you something with too much garlic, what's that what will that do to you because of your allergy? It doesn't make it taste less good. It means you're gonna have tummy no. problems later. Not even tummy, just throat. Oh really? Yeah, yeah, it makes my throat go eh. But does it taste any less good? No. In fact, <laughs> It tastes even better because it's a forbidden food. I would happily go into anaphylactic shock for a little bit more garlic. <laughs> well, if that's, not a, if that's not an endorsement for what is going to win, I don't know what is. Look, I'm just saying that if if this quarantine is successful in making me want to end my life, I'm going to go out the most delicious way possible <laughs> with some sourdough garlic bread. <laughs> oh, dear. Maybe don't do that. But uh, what <laughs> what are the possibilities that garlic's gonna come up uh, go up against next week? Ooh, well, you get to decide. Oh, sick! <laughs> yeah, we're voting on round two of the semifinals as well. Oh, fuck. so semifinalist number three beat out salad in the first round to nobody's surprise, and then to some people's surprise, toppled basil in the quarterfinals. The first, third, the third semifinalist is pasta. Ooh. Our other semifinalist conquered cheese in the first round, which was a major upset. Ooh. There were some people with lactose intolerance in the room. I think it was a bias. <laughs> That's not fair. <laughs> they then got rid of soup in the quarterfinals. 
despite the fact that a lot of people really like soup. I, I, I'm David. already upset. <laughs> Our last semifinalist going up against pasta in this round is sandwiches, etc. This is sandwiches, burgers, tacos, burritos, anything kind of vaguely sandwich adjacent. Yeah. I can't retroactively put soup there, can I? <laughs> are you calling are you calling soup are you calling soup a sandwich? I don't understand the question. <laughs> no, I just wanted to replace the other semifinalist with soup. Um Oh yeah, fair enough. Because I don't agree with that. But um hmm. Pasta and sandwiches. Uh I mean I'm trying it's hard, I am right? trying not to just go to pasta because that's what I said I'd do originally. <laughs> So I'm trying to <laughs> mar- walk back my own personal biases and how much pasta has done for me and my thighs. Uh, if it was just like bread stuffing and then more bread, I'd have to give it to pasta. But the fact that you've included tacos into this and like burritos, because those are sandwich-esque adjacent. Yeah, yeah, they're close enough to sandwiches. <sighs> I got a lot of flack for that in the first round where sandwiches were introduced, by the way. <laughs> of course you did. Did you say that hot dogs were sandwiches? Uh, I, our, guest, our guest addressed it. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's one of those things that you just never want to say on air and go on record. No, no. I don't think a hot dog is a sandwich, but I think that hot dogs being included in the same category as sandwiches is totally fine. Oh. Clearly. That's the one who made the bracket. Okay. Uh, I think I'm gonna give it to pasta, and you're giving it to pasta. I'm gonna give it to pasta only because I there are, for myself there are only a few types of sandwiches that I personally really like, and like mm. if I look at the broad category, I know what my favorite sandwiches are. If I look at the broad right. category of pasta, it's all of them. <laughs> like there are sandwiches that i can say i like that i don't like that i like that i don't like that you show me pasta and a dish i'm gonna eat it i won't ask questions i'll just eat it It, it's gonna be good that's my that i think that while sandwiches is a is a very broad category it has some outliers and like some not so good sandwiches that kind of bring down the overall quality of sandwiches as a whole sure i would say the hot chicken sandwich for instance is trash yeah like a lot of fast food joints make some really bad decisions make and play with sandwiches that way taco bell for instance <laughs> what's wrong with the naked chicken chalupa that's a chicken sandwich now in it <laughs> yeah technically so you're going pasta. i'm going pasta i i think that okay by virtue of it being always good and sandwiches having the option to be hit or miss and what and whatever you put in a sandwich, you can put on top of a pasta. Sure, yeah. No, I mean I'm kind of with you. Can I uh, can I tell you something crazy? Tell me something crazy. Quincy voted sandwiches, so we have a tie. Oh shit! Now, in the event of a tie, I'm going to call up a uh, surprise guest judge who's going to uh, cast the final tie-breaking vote. Okay. So that means Quincy gave it to sandwiches. Okay, I'm going to have to have a talk with Quincy. Hey, Teffer. Hello. Can you hear me? Yes. Um, so, uh, T- 
Kefir Ajemian, <laughs> host of the Yeah podcast, one of our sister shows here on the Upward Network. Uh, I'm calling you as a last minute surprise tiebreaker to uh, help us decide on the other finalist in our Munch Madness bracket. Okay. Um, who do you think is better between pasta and sandwiches? Pasta. Hey! Thanks for your vote. Can we ask the expert? Who's the expert? Uh, Toby, Tobias Ajemian Zalatni. Specialist on all things food. Sure. Toby, what do you have to say? Toby, what do you have to say? <laughs> you heard the man. Yeah. Well, thanks, Toby, for your uh, extremely <laughs> insightful help, as always. <laughs> Love you guys. See you in like Bye. 10 minutes. Bye. Okay, so there you have it. Pasta egg wins. <laughs> I'm sorry. Egg wins. <laughs> yeah, egg wins. Correct me if I'm wrong, but Toby did just shout, Egg! Yeah, <laughs> he does sometimes. <laughs> that was pasta, right? I didn't just like mishear that. No, yeah, Tuffer said pasta. Uh, okay, okay, cool, 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 cool. cool. <laughs> okay, so that's it. That's our finalists: garlic versus pasta. Also known as egg. <laughs> egg. <laughs> to be fair, I would rather have pasta that has egg, like as an ingredient than a sandwich with an egg on it. So. Well, most most pasta is made with egg. Yeah. Toby is now crying and screaming because he realized that I am home and hiding from him in the studio. <laughs> so I think we need to wrap up. <laughs> I can't think of a better place than uh, Amy. Yeah. Um, cool. Well, David, thank you. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. As always. Um, anytime, you know. <laughs> I'm tired. <laughs> I'm so tired. It's been a long day, my friend. All right. It's been a long Let's uh, self social distancing. Yeah, it's been a long quarantine. All right. Let's blitz through this outro. If you like this episode, consider supporting us on Patreon. It helps. If you can't afford to, that's also totally fine. We also have merch. You can click the merch link in the description of this episode to get all sorts of great stuff from our lovely friends over at TeePublic. And you can support us for free by leaving a rating and review on your podcatcher of choice and sharing this episode with a friend. You can also follow our show on the socials at Down the Talking and like our page on Facebook. David, you got anything you want to plug while you're here? Bearing uh, in mind this comes out on April 8th or 7th or something. 7th, uh, I should know this. Right now, uh, only thing I can think of is, hey... Do you like Dungeons and Dragons? Because you should. I do. Come, come listen to some Natural Tuny with mm-hmm. with uh, our f- lovely in-game friends, uh, Sabrika Nakis, Uriel Dawnbringer, Pascal Sinclair, Vorkath Barrencrop, and our DM, Alex, who is a crazy person. Yeah. Made of crazy thoughts. Yeah. Who makes us do it's, horrible uh, things to fish. And other Horrible, things. Horrible, awful things. And clowns. I'm going to echo that sentiment. Um, if you if you want to hear some baseball, maybe you're maybe you're kind of feeling like you're sad that the baseball is over because of uh, you know the lockdown or whatever. Um, my character Pascal does play some baseball <laughs> in uh, one of our most recent episodes, so you know Plays maybe it'll scratch the edge. Baseball's so good and so well. Yeah, yeah. Um yeah. Definitely check that out. We're having a lot of fun with it. We're uh trying to figure out how we're going to keep doing it now that we're in quarantine. But we're having a lot of fun with it. That's all for me, Tom. And that's almost all for me. I just want to say a quick thank you to our friends Crackers and Jam for letting us use the title track off their EP Benson as our theme music. If you want to support some really great musicians, um do it. 
now's a good time. Every artist needs help right now, and so do Crackers and Jam. You can find all their music for sale. Actually, I think they broke up. <laughs> oh no! But you know what? Someone, someone still, someone still gets a, a check when you buy their music. Um, and, and and someone needs help somewhere. Someone needs help somewhere. I mean, someone in the band gets a check when you when you buy their music. So like, still go support Crackers and Jam at crackersandjam.bandcamp.com. And of course, the show is produced and edited by me, Tom Zalat, and I for the Upford Network. You can find out about all the great shows on our network, like Natural Tuny, at upfordnetwork.com. Thanks again, David. Bye. Talk to you soon. to explain. Hold hold on. Let me let me just blow dry my hair here. Uh I'm here to tell you about Lasers on the Ride podcast. It's available wherever you get your podcast. It's a mix of comedy, uh interviews and the existential drama that only real life can bring. Now I'm going to go take a shower. Goodbye. I'm Teffer. I'm Caddy. And I'm Hannah. And we are the Yeah Podcast. Join us as we dig into young adult literature, reviewing new releases, revisiting old classics, and exploring what YA Lit can teach us at any age. Discover the world of YA Lit through exclusive author interviews, book reviews, genre smackdowns, and more. The Yeah Podcast, available through the Upford Network on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and wherever else you find your podcasts. This is our book club, and you're invited. Yeah!